All right. Well, we're we're live here on Facebook Live, uh, which is always annoying because I have to like go and find it and reshare it and do all mm-hmm. those things. But we do it because we love it. Yes. And today, uh, I here on the MapCon podcast, I have a very special guest. Uh, but before I get to inter- uh, to introduce that guest, that Emmy award winning <laughs> guest. I uh, I have to take care of some quick business. So if you're interested in podcasting, you should totally come to MapCon. It's the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. It's held in Atlantic City, New Jersey this year. And if you want to get 15% off your plus or premium ticket, you can use discount code MAPCON5. Go to midlandpodcast.com slash register. And we have a sponsor this week. I I I'm blown away by this, but we have a sponsor. It's uh, this episode of the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast is brought to you by podcastingyou.com. Are you someone who wants to get booked on podcasts, which is great because the person we're talking to tonight (laughs) is someone that you definitely want to talk to if you want to be booked on podcasts, uh, but you don't have the time to research and pitch shows. Podcasting You is a done-for-you booking service that gets you booked on the top shows in your niche. Uh, the best part is there's no retainer fee and you approve the shows prior to mm-hmm. pitching. Check them out at podcastingyou.com. That's Y-O-U.com. Now, when you want, when you feel like you're ready to go and get pitched, the person you might want to hire is sitting to my left. I had to think about this because it's, it's all here. Um, it's sitting to my left right now, though. Technically, I guess it's the right if you're facing... We have the honor of having a featured speaker oh, this year um, who is an Emmy Award winning journalist. Uh, and her name is Bofta Yimam. Ah, I, I knew I was going to You got it, it. You got it. It's all Bofta, good. You, yes. And uh, Bofta, why don't you, without me butchering anymore, why don't you, why don't you introduce yourself and some of your background? Oh, thank you. No, thank you for having me here. Totally an honor. I'm excited for your conference and excited to be a featured speaker. So anyone who's on the fence, yeah, you got you to get in the conference. So that's a quick plug because I'll be there and I'm excited to meet everyone. But a little background on me. I'm a former TV anchor, media personality, and as he mentioned, Emmy and Murrow award-winning journalist. And I am a journalist turned entrepreneur, although once a journalist, always a journalist. I turned entrepreneur. I'm a full-time speaker and coach. And what I do at the very, the very core of what I do is I help you craft and syndicate your compelling signature story so you can thrive, you can deeply connect with your audience, and you can rock it on a stage or online with your story because that, to me, is the real differentiator between us all. I was sorry. I was still writing the share post. Joe, Joe, Joe's share. over there typing. I can go on and on. Like I can talk. <laughs> no, keep you know going. Keep going. I, no. I, got, I got one more place to share this. Okay. So, so you know, I have a, a lot of coaches, uh, consultants, people who are trying to break through and share their story on bigger stages. How do you get on stages? What are some of the systems that you have in place? in order for your story to shine. And I believe that it starts with the story. It moves into what you need to have for your speaker reel, your conference bio, your speaker bio, things that really go from treating speaking like a hobby to to treating it as part of your business and part of who you are and your brand. And in my opinion, online is great. It's fantastic. 
but in person is also another beast that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle because everyone's talking about digital and Facebook ads. So, well, I, I think there's a difference between being um, famous and being like internet famous. And I learned that a lot, like back in 2004, 2005, uh, that there, there's a, there's a very big gap there, uh, yeah. between having a lot of people that appreciate the work that you're doing versus like having those people actually show up and like do a thing with you. Yes. Yes. And I think that, you know, look, the reality is, is when somebody's at the front of the room and I know Joe, you know, you're a speaker as well. When somebody's at the front of the room that gives instant authority, which sometimes online, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially solo entrepreneurs, folks just starting out in podcasting, you're trying to get that authority. And so if you can get to the front of a room, you really have instant authority. And most of you are probably experts at something. You know, that's what you're coaching. That's what you're doing. You're teaching through your podcast. And, and why not just take that and move it on to more of a public setting like, you know, a stage where now you have an audience full of people who want more of you after you've spoken. So I couldn't agree more, Joe. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about crafting your story and what, how much do you end up cutting out? Because I know I can a be lot. really long winded, <laughs> right? About my story and the, the things that led me to where I'm at today. Cause I, I believe, you know, our past are so critical to where we, you know, where we are today. Mm -hmm. Like they, it, it absolutely makes every bit of, of uh, importance to, to, mm -hmm. to work, to how we got to where we are. So how, how do you go about like, slicing some of that out especially when you're working with someone and they're like but that part was so important i you know it meant so much to me and you're like yeah well okay. here's the thing that's where you know my background being in journalism and working around the country for different affiliates for the past decade really helps because what you're doing as a journalist joe is actually the best journalists are always thinking of what can i leave out so it doesn't muddy and murky the story and what you're trying to get across. Because you might go through a 50 minute interview, but you can only actually get on air two minutes. So you need to concisely say what it is to keep the person's attention and to make sure they get the meat of what you're trying to say. Now, keynotes and speaking is not two minutes, but I think everyone here gets the idea. You have to know what the transformational moments, as I like to call it, are in your story. And you have to dig pretty deep for that because Everyone doesn't want to hear everything all of us have gone through. So the question of what you leave out, you leave out a ton, but that's so that you can focus on the main pieces that draw people in and really connect with your audience. You know, two, two short stories that I think I've I really, it really hit me after like four years of doing this. Um, I, you know, I, I wanted to create, like, I wanted to craft a, a talk where I actually intentionally left things out. Like in previous talks, I'd like, I just try to jam like as much as I possibly could in there. You know, it's like the, the uh, something I like vacation, the vacation movies, like shoving everything into the, the yeah. station wagon. And, and I, and then when I was doing this, this talk in, uh, back in August, I was like, you know, I'm going to craft this so that people ask questions afterwards. Cause that's something I struggled mm -hmm. with was like a lot of times there, there wasn't a whole lot of questions. There might be one or two or three but the conversation doesn't continue afterwards. And like, I wouldn't get as many people standing around waiting to talk to me afterwards. They'd be like, Oh, that was awesome. And it's like walking out the door yeah. um, versus like people that want to sit there and talk. And, and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to cut a lot out of this talk. Good I'm going to use air and talk like pauses, talk pauses so mm -hmm. that I can fill more time 
uh, and and leave more impactful things with people to make them feel something deeper than um, yep. just the informational like technical spot that I'm that I'm no, usually exactly. known to do. And what did you notice? I'm curious because that's exactly the transition that I help people with. What did you notice after you made that shift for yourself? People stood around afterwards to wait to talk to me, um, yeah. to ask questions for things that I didn't answer. Um, and also I, I left a lot of time for questions because I knew that like I intention was like, I know someone's going to ask this question. So I'm going to leave this bit of information out so that people can, because once someone asks a question, then more people have more questions and starts a conversation. Um, and I also felt like my talk was more, uh, impactful and less like a, B, C, D, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and don't leave that imprint on people. That's they can Google that. You know what I mean? Yep. Most of it. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you were able to find that you wanted to do something that would deeply connect with your audience, and it's probably changed the game for you too, just as a speaker and as you travel and speak more more often, and of course have your own podcast. So makes sense. Yeah. I um, and then to the the second part is actually playing right behind me. The first, you know, cutting the first episode of my TV show down from 58 minutes down to 23 and a half minutes like so much like oh no like this is important but the thing the fact that matters is when you go back like section by section you you start listening like okay i'm gonna cut this out and i'm gonna cut this out because okay now i'm gonna go back and re-listen oh well now this part doesn't make any sense anymore because that part wasn't there to like work with it okay now i just saved like a minute right without even really trying so right it's it's things like that that you just get to um you know I guess experience. It took yeah. like four, over four years to figure that. To figure I know out, you should like, have hired a coach, Joe. Just saying, no, just joking. I could have. Uh, yeah, I, I could have. I probably should have. If money wasn't a, a, a an issue when I first well, got started, then I probably would. Yeah, and you know what? And that's for most. That's why I'm glad you figured it out because it does take some maneuvering. It takes some deeper thought. It's not just getting up there and just going off the cuff. Look, people do that, but are those the people that we end up wanting more from? Nah, unless they're a speaker pro, probably not. They, that's because they've repeated it and they finessed it and they've gotten it down. And if you think about Joe and for everyone who's watching or catching the replays and so and so forth, if you watch, you know, you probably have a favorite speaker on YouTube and you watch them for motivation. They're saying the same messages. They might be telling a little bit of a different story here and there, but their core messages are probably three or four things. And they're just saying them in different ways. But the core messages are there and they're just taking you through a little bit of their journey with a story. And so, you know, that's something that I think everyone should pay attention to, because why are you drawn to the to the speakers you're drawn to? Why are you drawn to the podcasters you're drawn to? It's probably because they're pretty good storytellers, I would bet. Yeah, I I think. um you know, I, but I, I do like it, it takes a lot of effort to make it look effortless, right? It's not, oh my gosh, the, yeah. it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. And I think a lot of people, Joe, to your point, underestimate the amount of practice a professional speaker is doing who's really, truly a pro. You know, they're, they're, they're plucked from a pack to do the keynote. Uh, they have to deliver. They're going over that talk. I bet for a lot of them, you know, and I've heard this number thrown out 60 or 80 times because they want it to be so flawless. And I know you're laughing, but I swear it's true. I swear it's true. Because it, when you want it to be flawless, you want it to be like you and I are talking right now, but you know, let's say it's a keynote and you're on a stage, you got to work this side of the room and kind of work this and, and deliver in a way that's kind of magnetic and get all that. 
And to do it flawlessly, guess what? You have to practice, you know? And that's where most people, I, I find, most people don't want to do it. They, they want to look good on the stage, but they don't want to do the work. And that's what separates good from great. I, I think uh, the the practice is is definitely was the hardest part. I mean, I, you can't really see it, but there's turntables behind me on off to my side here, and one of the 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 most boring parts of of DJing was practicing in my bedroom because there's no one giving me energy back you know uh, when you're on stage and you're playing yeah. for a, even just like five people yeah you're getting some level of energy you're getting a feedback you're getting w- mm-hmm. whether or not they're feeling it or they're not feeling it and and like okay we should go in this direction yeah. and when it comes to talk it's like i already figured out what like this is what it is and there's no like if they're not feeling it i'm you know I might be well, in trouble. <laughs> you, know? I, you know, and I have a quick tip for anyone who's actually in that position and they're thinking, oh, how do I get feedback? One, record yourself because the the, the recording doesn't lie. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like record yourself and actually act it out and gesture and move like you would as if you were doing this live on a stage. The second thing is get a trusted friend, keyword trusted friend to sit there in your house with you and actually, you know, review it or send it to a coach or mentor, whoever you have in your corner. But I do recommend some type of eye on it, you know, just a second eye on it, especially if it's something near and dear to your heart. You're not sure if you're going to get emotional. Sometimes people are speaking for the first time. I mean, nerves can create tears. You know what I mean? Like our bodies react, you know, fear is a fear. And so our amygdala doesn't always know really the difference. They can't differentiate the fear of public speaking and the fear of the lion in the jungle who is going to eat us alive back in the day, truly. So the fear is real. It's real. It's real. I'm telling you, your amygdala really can't differentiate. So you have to make sure you practice it enough that you're not scared. If that's a thing for you out there, you're scared and you have a lot of fear around public speaking. That's not you, Joe, but there might be people in this audience where it is a fear. You laugh. No, it is. No, it is. It's still, you know, it's still. I still get nervous before I go on on any any stage of any size. Um, you know, it's funny. I told my wife that I think back in August before I went on uh, a pretty pretty decent sized stage, and mm-hmm. she she didn't believe me. She was like, <laughs> "No, no, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that you that you have stage fright." I'm like, "No, I I, I do because like I I said like your your my content is." it's pretty much set in stone right so when i'm yeah. going up like they might like it they might love it they also might hate it and and mm-hmm. unlike djing where i could shift the music and change the you know the tempo and change the vibe and and all that stuff i'm pretty much stuck with what i got so like it, it's a little to me it's a little nerving do you do you still get any kind of stage fright um i wouldn't call it stage fright because to me that's like a panic like a wave i think Sometimes every time I up leveled, like if it was a bigger audience or more, you know, prestigious event, like you were saying, I think that there were times when I would feel a little bit of, okay, am I fully prepared? But preparation for me is my hack. If I'm prepared, everything in in life looks beautiful and rosy, you know? So that's why I stress that the most. But sure, I felt, you know, nerves before. And you just try to work that into good energy, right? Because sometimes the nerves can be really good energy and that can allow you to to blossom within the first 10 seconds of being out there you know um so yeah i mean i'm totally human of course yeah (laughs) yeah and it's not that um not that it's like a whole time right it's not like you know like you said fright is the big thing but like just like it's like i'm holding my breath for the first like 
10 to 30 seconds through it, like hoping yeah. that like the first couple of jokes or the first couple of lines are going to hit and it's not going to be like, oh no, they, they are just like not yeah. the right audience for me to be standing in front See, of right now. I'm not, I own that I'm not a comedian. You know what I mean? Uh, like I, I'm funny because it's something I would do and people might laugh, you know, but I'm not, I'm definitely not a comedian. So for me, I try to work like charisma because the comedy part, when I come out there, I'm like, ah, my sister's really funny. I don't really, I'm not that person, you know? So I just try to work it in a different way and see if that, that kind of lands, you know, but everyone's different. You just got to know yourself. You know, you, you're probably really funny on stage, so it all works, you know? So I, I try, I mean, a lot of my um, slideshows in the past have just been gift files, like the whole, okay. like that's the whole, there's no words. It's just gift <laughs> files. And, and part of that's actually a crutch, like, you know, secret, but you know, behind the scenes, yeah. it's a crutch because I know, like, I know how to work from one thing to the other. And yeah. part of that is, you know, part of the creativity, like it allows me to be a little more free with like talking to the specific crowd that's in front of me or making a joke about what's going on around us, things of that nature. So, yeah, I, but it takes an awful lot of time to put those. I was going to say there's a pra I always tell people with PowerPoints, there's still a practice with the PowerPoint because you have to know the flow of it. And I do workshops as well. And, and you still have to know the flow and the pacing of the PowerPoint if you're going to use the PowerPoint. So yep. I get what you're saying. Totally. And find the right gifts that like will, uh, that will hit with, with almost any crowd, like that are universally funny or, you know, that, that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, exactly. so Matt Rafferty has a question. Uh, okay. how I can't do see him. I can't oh see it. I'm sorry. no! Unfortunately, uh, he he posted it in the Mapcon uh, Facebook group, uh, so you you can't see the. It didn't post it in here, so I can't throw it up. Oh, on the okay. I'm, Matt, I'm if you're still watching, uh, click on the video and add your comment there, so I can add it to the screen. Um, oh, I, oh, I see. I I'm I'm going to use my phone, so we're going to use a little bit. Oh, okay. Of technology here. <laughs> so, okay, Matt said how do I find a group to speak to that is interested in my expertise? So the first thing, Matt, that I would recommend is is asking yourself and digging in into, okay, well, what value do I bring to a specific target audience? So like, who am I really targeting with my expertise? Who's going to get the most value out of what I have to say? And then from that point, then you can start looking at where those people play. Where's their playground of where they play? So if, if it's, I don't know, you know, business owners in your local area, for example, and I'm just making this up, of course, you know, maybe you're now looking at the Chamber of Commerce. Maybe, you know, you're looking at different places where these people hang out and play. And then are you a member there? Do you have a connection there? Is there somebody in your network who does? And that's one way to start. And then also the power of your own network, people really underestimate. I can't say that enough. Like if you make a list of 20 organizations that you or somebody within your circle of 10 is connected to, you can ask for them to just introduce you, you know, would, do you know anyone who may be interested in my expertise and speaking to your group? Oh, there we go. Matt's I'm just <laughs> you so fancy. You got on board. I yeah, know, right? so fancy. So <laughs> I hope that helps you, Matt, but that's good for anyone to know is you have to really think about what value, like who's going to benefit the most out of what I have to offer. And then you start really, really niching down as the win. People, if you message to everyone, you message to no one, right? There's a saying out there. So think about that. You want to niche down to who's really going to benefit and then see where they play. 
I think that's great advice. I I love uh, my local um, chamber of commerce. Uh, shout yeah. out to the Greater Woodbury Greater Woodbury Chamber of Commerce, um, and you know I I think um, just getting getting out and seeing those people. And we talked a little bit about it earlier, like being uh, being famous online isn't the same as being famous like in person, uh, and having people come and do those things with you in person. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think it's, it, yeah, I think that's awesome. Great advice. Matt, I'm so glad you appreciated it. Awesome. Yes. Go forth. You could be speaking in a week. Yes. Wherever you want to be. Um, Absolutely. And, and be willing to, I tell people, you know, if you don't have much experience speaking or to a specific group that you're really aiming for, offer something that, you know, is free. You know, what if I presented a 45 minute or 90 minute workshop on my expertise to your group? Would that be valuable to you? Yes, it would. Okay, great. Let's line up a time. And that way, now you're getting experience speaking in front of people and you may even land a client from that. You know, so you can, you know, speaking isn't just on the big conference stage. And I think there's, there's, there's a, a myth about that too, a little bit. Um, I should say, Joe, because you can speak in workshops, you can speak in front of people um, at networking events. There's a lot of places where you can you can tell your story. Um, yes, Matt, in one week, you could certainly make the connections. <laughs> yes, yes, you certainly yeah. can. You know, I, I really believe, Joe, I'm going to go on. A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over for go a ahead. second. Okay, go ahead, take going, it back. <laughs> <laughs> been talking all day. So this is just like the finale, right? But um, there's there's a lot to be said for playing offense. And I think too many people play defense when it comes to speaking, or rather they expect, they expect it to all come to them because they are the experts. But there's many people who are experts, which is why sharing your story really matters and making sure that you separate yourself from the pack with your compelling story, how you became an expert, uh, what led you to that? Was it something in your childhood? Is it something that you had a breakthrough later in life? Whatever it is. And then maybe you can develop that a little bit more and massage it. But there's many ways to tell your story, even through the eyes of someone else. So, so when I talk about offense, what I mean is once you figure out who you're really attracting, you can do massive outreach when you start applying your story into your conference template, your story into your speaker bio, all of those things, people are then attracted to you. And that's when you really start to see the magnitude of storytelling and putting it in all of your marketing material and then doing the outreach. So I really believe in the offense. Uh, too many people just wait for stuff just to come on their lap. And I really think that especially those new business owners out there, the fastest way to get clients is to do speaking. Hands down. I, I think uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that speaking, if you're looking to, to at least get some some reps under you, uh, Rotary Clubs are a great way to do that. Yeah. They're open to lots of different topics um, and they're they're constantly looking for speakers because they have like one to two meetings a week that they need yeah. a speaker for. So there's definitely, a, and I've done quite a few Rotaries myself. Um, and especially like three years ago, I was doing uh, the How to Dream Big and Win talk. And, okay. and so I did it at a couple of different Rotaries. It hit really big at some of them and, and some of them not so much because some of the audience was like, way older and didn't get it and, yeah. and i was like i was like it's okay you guys lived your dream it's cool yeah. but i'm just showing you how you can like take this knowledge right and take it to someone else who hasn't lived their dream yet that might only be 20 years old instead of 80 
Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, look at. You were getting reps that. in. Yeah. You were getting reps yeah, in. You were absolutely. getting practice in, you know. And, and getting free lunches. Like, and you get a free lunch with that. So it's not, <laughs> or dinner. So it's not so bad. <laughs> free lunches, visibility. You know, I always say if you're going to go speak, even if it's at the Rotary Club, take pictures. You know what I mean? Yep. Make the most of the moment and really leverage it, like Joe's saying. And, and get to know who the audience is that you'll be speaking in front of so you can speak to them. And if anyone has any other questions, please drop it because I am looking um, in the in the comments, yes. you know. I am, so. I, am on, I am hawkeyeing all of those comments. Are you? Okay. okay. In the meantime, we'll, speaking of speaking, we have okay. 40, I think over 40 speakers okay. coming to MapCon this year uh, down in Atlantic City, New Jersey, September 6th and 7th. Oh, I I'm so pumped, <laughs> you know, getting out. I mean, I, I look, the, the, the Holiday Inn has been been so good to us. It's it's helped <laughs> give, uh, give us some great roots. Some great family have, have been made there. Uh, but this year, being the fifth anniversary of the podcast conference, uh, I felt like it was time to like step it up and and take it take it to another level. So we're going to the Ocean Resort Casino. Have you have you been there? Ofta? I I haven't been to the Ocean. I know Ocean Resort. I you know I'm not far from Atlantic City, so I've definitely been there a few times, but not to this particular resort. So it's it's exciting. It'll be fun. It was a multi billion dollar uh, company. No bill, billion dollar building that was uh, erected back in like oh eight oh nine. Wow. And closed just a couple years later. It was called the uh, Revel, and then uh, the late, who sadly just passed away uh, recently, Bruce uh, Defick. He he uh, resurrected it, brought it a ton of people together and a bunch of investors together, and mm. they got it reopened. And um, it's 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 just an incredible building. Like I mean, you walk through it, and I'm just, I'm just and I'm not one for casinos. Like yeah. casinos don't do a whole lot for me, but I will like it's an incredible. He's gonna be betting on black at the end of the night. Okay, just saying. (laughs) I I do like roulette. I I I will admit it is it is fun. Uh, Mostly the digital one with the screen, so I don't have to like reach over people. And you know you have to call out people who say they don't gamble. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing that. You know, just it's only because you said it, and we're gonna have fun here. But obviously, you know, I know you're you're focused on podcasts and not gambling. Uh, Very much so. Yeah, Uh, it'll be it'll be a miracle if I get down to the floor to play any <laughs> any of the real life but if there's a bunch of people that are like hey let's go play i would i would totally go play yeah um plus it's nice because you can like on the digital one you can just hit like rebet so it just like puts all the chips back like in right. the same spot so you don't have to keep constantly like playing a shell game with a bunch of other people i don't know it's <laughs> yeah i'd rather sit in my own chair and have fun um yeah. but with that said sitting in a chair and and uh getting to listen to so many podcasters so many experts like bofta yeah. uh who is you know a web uh, a emmy of word winning and uh i, I was it mora Murrow, Edward Murrow. R. Murrow. Yeah, yeah, the Murrow. Uh, a, you know, award-winning, multi-award-winning That's fine, uh, yeah. speaker, uh, journalist, and and talking uh, about how, you know, you can craft uh, your story, develop a better story so you can take your story to the stages, to mm-hmm. your podcast, reach yes. more people, uh you know that's just one of the the things that we're have that we'll have there. Uh headshots so I, I think I forgot to mention uh, forgot to mention this a bit last week. There are free headshots for every single attendee that comes Ooh, in. Uh, awesome. Jeanette Pellegrini, 
is is she is our photographer she's been our photographer the first four years and this year will be make five years uh i absolutely adore her and she will be coming out all the way out of long island she comes down wow um, yeah we're very very close friends and she comes down does all the photography excuse me for it plus all of the headshots are free um we are it's a two-day event in case you didn't know it's uh friday morning if you get the premium ticket you'll come you can come to a private class that me and samantha riley coming all the way from australia sam is coming wow. here uh and teaching this class alongside me last year it was just me teaching the class everyone had an amazing time it includes a free lunch so it's from nine to 12 uh, it's all about elevating your podcast uh to the next level and turning it into your own business because a lot of these uh podcasters they want to turn it into a business they want it to take you know take right, that but to how? The next level. like and you know that's that big question everyone asks me you know and i'm like <laughs> i'm not a podcasting expert that's why i said i'm to joe you know like you, you got to learn these things right you got to learn these things if you want to do it right joe yeah. I mean, there's just so many possibilities and there's, I mean, there's ways that like, there is no rules in podcasting. So there's ways that we haven't even thought of yet or haven't even come across yet. It's like, wow, that would make a lot of sense. But uh, between Sam and I, you know, we both, between the two of us, I think we have uh, nine years in podcasting, wow. uh, maybe 10, cause I'm not sure what year she specifically, she might've started in 14, but, um, but she's been in business all of her life. I've been in business all of my life. Um, so between the two of us, uh, between podcasting and, and, uh, you know, book writing and, and business owning, uh, we're, we're going to help everybody there elevate their podcast. It's limited seats. It's uh, 30 limited seats and includes lunch. So 12 o'clock, we have a private lunch, one o'clock, the conference starts. So you don't even have to like go find food, which, um, speaking of food, there's great options at not mm -hmm. only at, uh, ocean, Resort. But yep. yeah, I mean, there's tons of options there. Um, we have a Wahlburgers at the at the Ocean uh, Resort, which I have yet to have myself. So I, I plan on getting one while I'm there, uh, which is which should be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so then we go right into the podcast conference. Uh, at the end of the day, we do we do something, and I um both I think I mentioned this to you. We do the podcast workshop, right? The the creative podcast right. workshop, where you're gonna get teamed up with three other podcasters and you're going to have uh 25 i think this year is gonna be 30 minutes normally it's 20 minutes but you're gonna have 30 minutes to craft your own podcast so you, you got to create a five minute podcast um like a, a beginning an intro music outro yeah. music yeah. uh topic everything and it's five minutes long and you're gonna have to submit it uh this year you'll email it uh email the file to an email address um okay. in previous years you you performed it for the entire uh the whole everybody there like everybody got to perform their podcast that's nerve-wracking <laughs> it, it is and and you know in the first year we actually had them perform on stage which oh wow doesn't yeah it was it was very um that's painful for some folks impromptu. though you know i'm sure some folks were like okay i can't wait to get off here what did i sign up for but it's cool <laughs> it's cool that you had this um, variety that, you know, you're sprinkling into this one day where people are getting, okay, I want to elevate my podcast. So cool. I want to learn how to be more creative with the podcast. So cool. You know, I, I love the variety that you have sprinkled in there from, from all of your expertise. Well, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. in previous years they, they performed, but now this year with so many teams, we're going to have them submit and then they are judged uh, by our expert podcast panel. Uh, and the next, the following day on Saturday, we will uh, play the top four for people. 
three okay. or four uh, for people like the, the ones that have the highest score because they're judged on a scale of one to ten on like six different factors. Wow. And then the so the top three or four will be played. And then that's right before lunch. And then after lunch, that's when we find out who wins because the winning team this year, Audio Technica is sponsoring. So each person on the team will receive an uh, Audio Technica ATR 2005 microphone, uh, a boom mic, like a boom arm, like the one I got Mm -hmm. here, uh, and headphones in, in a pack. So uh, super excited to give that away. And every mm-hmm. year we've always given away. Usually it's an ATR 2100 microphone. Um, sometimes there's been some other stuff thrown in. But this year, uh, the, you know, Audio Technica was willing to step up and give a whole package. So nice. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, we have so many speakers. Um, that, you know, I hope to interview a lot of them leading up to the conference this year. Like I said, mm-hmm. we have over four speakers with vastly different topics from audio quality to story crafting. Uh, to money making, to every every aspect you could think of. So I love it. So so for when I share this to my page, I know that Joe, there's going to be some people who are interested in in what you have to offer here. Would you say the the that the conference MapCon is really for beginner, middle, or seasoned podcaster? I'll, I'll really. I mean, I, I know you're not supposed to do it to everybody, but it really can be for everybody. I mean, we have yeah. Hall of Fame podcasters that come. Uh, year after year, we have, uh, you know, some of the heaviest hitters in, in the podcasting space, especially in the independent podcasting space come out. We have people that are, this is their hobby. We have people mm-hmm. that they have a business and part of their business is to market through a podcast. And some of them are, my business is my podcast. So right. it's, it's really the gamut. And we have people, you know, I know it's called the Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference, but we have people from Australia from the UK, from Washington State, California, South Dakota, Texas, DC, a lot of people from DC, actually, Uh, Connecticut, Maine, uh, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, like just Chicago, like all these are just people that I'm thinking. It's only and it's only in my opinion, going to get, you know, bigger. I know a lot of coaches and consultants who are starting podcasts because the power of voice is going to be something that just stays with us. You know, um, people talk about TV a lot and there's something to be said for YouTube, of course. And there's something also to be said for just, you know, literally podcasts and hearing somebody's voice over and over. And that's what all the future thinking folks who make these predictions are talking about is that we're just going to play things. We're going to just hear a lot of recordings and not see as much visually. I think there's something to be said for both, but it's interesting to me because so many coaches, Joe, that I even know are starting podcasts in 2019. They've already started them. You know, you know and, and I'm not really surprised. You know, when it comes to podcasting, it's your voice and their ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a lot to be said. I mean, I know I started listening to podcasts back in 2005 with WDW Today just because. And I, I, I you know, a lot of my friends, they're all te- like bigger tech heads than I am. And they're like, you know, you got to listen to podcasts. And I was like, but I got to like download it i mean i have an ipod yeah. like, i gotta download it and sync it and do all this stuff and i was like there's nothing i really want i just want to listen to music that's 99 percent of what i listen to and yeah. but, but but i love disney and i love disney world specifically and they yeah. they spoke to me and you know i listened all the way up to the very end in 2014 i think 15 is when they finally they the team called it quits after you know like 11 years of 
wow. 10 years, 10, 11 years of doing it. So, um, but I, you know, I listened to everything. And with that said, like there was a lot of nights where I had to plow our uh, driveway uh, at the shop uh, <laughs> or I say driveway, but it was really a giant parking lot. Um, and I would just listen to every episode that, you know, episode after right. episode. It's like mindless, you know, you just can no. hear it. You just like someone's voice. You like what they say. They inspire you or like whatever company. it might be. And yeah, it's, it is like, it is like having company. I never even thought of it that way, but that's a really good way to put it. I just think of it as, it's kind of, you know, mindless for me. I can tell you that when I've listened to different podcasters, it's usually because I was looking for tips in some direction that I was going in. So when I started business, I was listening to more business and marketing podcasts. You know, when I wanted something more, you know, different, I think I was listening to the NPR one, you know? So it's like when they were, they were doing one on stories, uh, it was, gosh, what the name is, somebody will drop it in the comments, but it was really good. It was an, it's an NPR podcast. Um, and it was about business owners, like how they made it or how they built it. I think it's called. So, it, you know, it was cool, but it was business related, but it was through NPR and it was, it was just kind of cool. So I do think that there's something to be said for all of the experts out there that are putting out, you know, their voice in this podcast world, you know, so very, very cool. And a lot of people want to know how to do it. So MapCon, uh, 15% discount. There's the link. Oh, yeah. Right there. there. Yeah. Midatlanticpodcast.com <laughs> backslash register. I got you, bro. Uh, right there. <laughs> so, so there you go. I told you I'm not funny, but like I, I'm like kind of am, but not. You know, I don't get on stage to make jokes, but you know, I have fun. It's it's um, a lot safer to in this day and age to not make jokes, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Yes, unless you gotta be careful. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. So, um. So how how did you get your start in in journalism? Like what uh, what was your first like? Okay, th- I'm going to do this thing that I, I don't know if you had people in your family or knew somebody prior. No, we knew no one. Like no, I mean I was not connected or anything. You know, my family, my parents are immigrants from Ethiopia. They came here um, for college, intending to go back. Little story there, but they intended to go back to Ethiopia, but there were human rights violations going on at the time. So the parents said, just stay there. And then before you knew it, more and more family, the, you know, the kind of the immigrant story, more and more family members kept coming over as they were able to, to get out of the country um, due to all of, all of the chaos that was going on at the time. So um, we didn't, all that to say, we didn't have some, you know, I didn't know Diane Sawyer or something, you know, I didn't, I wasn't friends with Robin Roberts or anything like that. Um, really, I, I, I call it persistence. You know, I, I did always really enjoy writing and I did enjoy speaking, but, you know, I really saw myself more as, you know, a writer and I, I enjoyed writing, whether it was a card, it was like anything almost like a song. It could be anything, but I enjoyed looking back at childhood. I'm like, I enjoyed the act of writing, you know, and, and just kind of that quiet space, you know, so there's, there's definitely a part of me that's introverted. And so I, I was just, you know, drawn to it and said, let me try it. And then it took me a long time to find, you know, my first job. I applied probably, Joe, to 100 TV stations, more than that, easily. And I was just, and back then, not to date myself, but back then you had to send a VHS tape, you know, because they need evidence that you can do it. So it's like I sent the VHS tape plus the resume, go to the post office, see the job opening, do the same thing. And I was just doing that over and over. And, and even, you know, one of my friends was like, you know, aren't you just going to throw in the towel? Like, goodness, you could be doing a million other things. But once I'd started, I was like, no, no, no. Now that I've said I'm going to do this, I really want to at least crack into it. 
So I got my first job, packed my Honda up, uh, had no kind of furniture and drove to Georgia in a really small city of 40,000. And that's where I got my first job. And after that, it was a lot easier to get to get jobs, you know, as I wanted to move up. And so I ended up working for a lot of different affiliates. I worked in Memphis and Georgia and then Pittsburgh. So I, I did the nomadic reporter thing for about a decade before I began coaching. And then I decided to start coaching and I started hosting workshops on public speaking and storytelling and your message and just motivating people. And I wanted to empower people just to be able to break through. And I started doing workshops and just said, like, let me see if anyone's interested. And I was working the morning shift, believe it or not, Joe, from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. I was doing trainings on business and sales calls and whatever I could to get people enrolled in my workshops. And that's how it really started. So I kind of told myself if I could, you know, apply to 100 places and still get through and then be in a career for a decade and work up my way up the industry that I could do business because I knew that I could, if I could just apply that same grit to this, you know, other beast that I was starting and, and really from scratch, I didn't, I knew my skill set, but not necessarily new business uh, at that time. So I had to train, you know, and learn about it. I had to learn. I had to dive into learning and get my own coach and figure it out. So I was on the fast track and that's what I did. And, and here I am speaking to Joe, super Joe. So, <laughs> so who, so what, what was like, what's the why behind like, uh, you know, you, you have a successful career. Um, yeah. You, you, most likely could have continued on the yeah. path that you're on and, and yeah. continued to go up the, I guess, the food chain of, yeah. of network affiliates to totally. you know, possibly, you know, the, the GMAs today's shows or whatever sure. the world. You know, like, you know, I, that's a really good question. And for me, it was just about, you know, a couple of things, one high impact, um, what kind of high impact could I have, you know, speaking to the masses in a different way from a motivational standpoint, which I had felt, drawn to, but never knew how to do it. So I was kind of like, oh, can I do this? And I was that person that I now coach, you know, so I really do know where a lot of people are coming from in that sense. And then there was just the idea of being able to teach people how to share their story with all of my journalism background and how cool it is, it is if they're now telling their story to thousands of people and then they're telling another person telling their story to thousands of people. And so you're able to have this impact through storytelling where it's like I'm helping, I'm empowering other people to go forth and do their thing. And so it was a number of things like that. I also just felt pulled to be an entrepreneur from you know, for, for years, honestly, but just wasn't sure where I was going to go and what direction. But I did feel this pull that at, at some point, and they, the station did ask me to resign. Um, and I said, no, but at some point I was just was like, if I'm going to try this, now is the time. Because I did feel that pull to be an entrepreneur and, and do my own thing and own my own time and, and all that stuff that everyone wants. Right. So that's, you know, that's pretty much, pretty much sums it up. So normally I would be asking, what do you love about podcasting? But I, I'm going to ask what you love about speaking. Mm. I love the energy, you know, that speaking, that speaking gives a room. You know, I think that all of us have been in a room with a really good speaker. And when you get chills or when somebody can really like change your perspective, I just think there's this energy in the room that, um, really great speakers are able to do and the ability, like I said, to have that impact with your message. 
And so for me, it's just being able to empower people that they can step up, they can do more, they can live bigger, they can do all of those things that they've been dreaming about, but just doing it and taking action on it and no more waiting. Um, because at the end of our days, I think the biggest fear that I have is that I didn't try something that I felt pulled to do. And so even if I ended up, whatever, doing something different in five years, you know, back into something else, I want to, I want to know, man, you know, I tried this and I figured this out and no regrets. And so I think what speaking, what it does is it empowers me and it empowers me to have impact with other people. And that's at the end of the day, that's really why I like it and why I love it. It's just so much energy that you can give. No, I, I totally uh, couldn't agree more with that answer. Um, but what, you're laughing. What, Wait, why well, are you I'm laughing because my, my follow-up question is, what do you hate about speaking? Like, or, um, or, or something about maybe about the process to getting on stage or the process to so, something. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm not in love with practicing. You know, I do it because it's a means to be great. I'm not in love with practicing all the time. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want to necessarily do that. But it's kind of like, look, if if a singer doesn't practice, they're probably no good. They forget the lines. They they sound off tune. You know, all of those things. So, to me, it's an it's a necessary thing. But I'm not in love with with practicing all the time. You know, I prefer to just go out and just do it. You know, but I I, I do too uh, personally. But you know, being from Philly. Uh, we're talking about practice, uh, Alan Iverson. Yeah. I know, talking about practice, <laughs> talking about practice. I know AI, I know AI back in the day. But, you know, I loved AI. You know, it's like I was rooting for him because he went he went to um, Georgetown mm-hmm. with John. Who's the coach? John. Oh. Mm, he That coach, his, John something. Anyways, because he went to Georgetown – uh, not so much, you know, the Philly John thing. Yes. Thompson? Thompson, yes. You're so right. John Thompson. But I, yes. I Googled it. So I, oh, I okay. I was to... like, God, you're good. So because because he went to Georgetown, you know, a lot of people in this area were really big fans and were like rooting for him and his success. So, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so practice. Talking about practice. Talking about yeah. practice. Talking about practice. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I practice out of... Uh, you know, necessity and, and not for everything, to be honest, like sometimes I don't need that much practice, but if I'm doing a keynote, then yes. And is it, is, I, I regret it if I don't. Yeah. Is it, is it for like new talks that you, you feel like yeah. you need to practice? Yeah. Yeah. For new, for new talks, new themes, like I'm pivoting in some way and really customization, you know, all of those things, workshops. I really like to time things out. What I think will take, you know, how long things will take when I'm doing a workshop. And so you do need to kind of go over it. Okay, this part will probably take this long, this long, so that you get a feel for it and you're not caught off guard if you run out of time. So some of it's just a matter of timing too. If I'm only budgeted a certain amount of time to speak on a stage too. Um, I am see quite a bit as well that people give you scripts for, but usually kind of late, to be honest. So, you know, I at least try to go through and at least I cut out talk about cutting stuff out earlier i cut out a lot of the rambling stuff that they that they put in there or add my own things to it and i can only do that by going over it in my own quiet head like you know beforehand so yeah now do you um oh no i just i just had a brain fart um uh, 
Oh man, I I I I I apologize. Um okay. uh oh, do not do you, not not do you, but do does anybody listening or watching right now have any questions? Throw that in the chat room. Uh we have a few people watching. I know people okay. have been popping in and out. If you have any questions, throw it up. I'll throw it up on the screen below uh and throw it uh and and we'll try to get it answered here. Um now uh both the where where do you see yourself in like three to five years in oh, your speaking gosh. career like where would you like cool. ideal like everything goes right and you're like i you know this is where this is where i want to be oh you're a good interviewer here with this question i gotta give it to you super joe <laughs> super joe um <laughs> that was a joke too that was funny but joe <laughs> Let me think, you know, I would have to say probably more international. Um, I really want to speak more in Africa. Mm. And so for me, uh, just doing that, you know, would be really great on a, I'd say it has to be every week or something because I don't want to do that every single week. But I do want to just broaden it, broaden it more, be more international with the audiences that I'm reaching. Um, and so that's, that's one thing I would say that I definitely would like to do. Um, so far I've just been like putting stuff out there and, you know, and, and, and going with it, you know, but in three to five years, I think I would have more of that next level. Um, you know, yeah, I would say that that's that's what comes to mind. You know, that's immediately what came to mind, but I haven't really thought into exactly five years what speaking. I just I just do it. Well, I do have a very good friend, Azuka Zook, who I should introduce you to because he does speak uh, both here in America a lot and yeah. uh, also in Africa at schools and uh, other events. So it, it might be a, awesome. a good, good connection to at least get, you know, get that, get that spark, uh, you know, yeah, spark a little yeah, earlier. Absolutely. I was in London in December. Um, that was great. Um, and I had, uh, I had a lead actually from March in Africa, but then their, I think their conference didn't end up being as, as many attendees as they anticipated, but yes, it's, it's all working, right? The flow. And so, yeah, I would, I appreciate connections and, and folks watching, this is how it happens, by the way. It's, putting it out there and then yep. somebody like super joe saying yeah i'll introduce you so this is you're bearing witness to saying that's i mean that's a, you have to be able to put it out there and i think yeah. that's the that is uh very powerful a lot of people will say oh well i don't want to put it out there because what if it doesn't work out or it's like yeah but that's part of the that's what the like that's the whole part of the journey like that's the whole point right exactly like, like that's the thing so true and that, you know i just wrote i just wrote to my to my email list you know i have a list and I, I'll send nuggets there, but I, I was saying I was saying the exact same thing that if you're not in the game, you know, then you almost don't you don't deserve uh, not even almost you don't deserve to win. You know, nobody who's and we use basketball. Let's talk about AI. You know, you you in order to be the leading scorer, you have to take a shot. You know, so I'll so many people want to win. Yeah, so many people want to win, and they say it and they say it, but you're not willing to risk. Oh, let me invest in this. Let me invest with Joe. Let me invest with whoever to at least get in the game. And so you're always on the sidelines and the only way is to get in the game. And how do I know if it's going to be right? You don't know. You just do it, you know, and it's, 
it's one of those things where I'm like, if I could just pull everyone off their seats, I totally would just to say, you can do it. You just have to be able to play and get in the game. And too many yep. people are sitting on the sidelines, right? So I mean, what you're saying is true. And that is, and then there's the other thing is, Joe, actually, we're talking about it. A lot of people will think, you know, there's an ego that gets in the way of like, oh, I don't need to be introduced to anyone. You know, I'm so-and-so, you know, I don't, I don't need that, you know, and that's, that's all ego. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all ego talking. But when people feel that way, it's like, well, if I put myself out there, what will people say and think? I don't know, you know, but you can only try. And, and so I hope people feel inspired. When I speak, I, I hope people feel inspired and that they can do anything. That's what I hope. That it that is uh you know if you could just change one life at a time uh through through speaking or podcasting or yeah. creating videos or just doing something that has a positive spin to it I yeah. I think it's just to me that's part of the reason I I do do all this and spend all this time yeah uh, investing in in myself and investing in in uh, the people around me so speaking of investing in people around me yeah. MapCon 5 in Atlantic City, New Jersey this year. Um, I am... If, if you don't know, there, the, you actually, if you get yourself a plus or premium ticket, you get a coveted uh, MapCon t-shirt, which uh, ever since the first... Well, actually, yeah. After, after the first year, because most people don't... The first year was not a, a brilliant T-shirt, uh, but after the first year, people have coveted these T-shirts uh, very, very much. So, asking for extras for them to wear, and people still take pictures with these shirts, even like years after the fact. And I, I, I mean, That's I wear awesome. one almost all the time. It's like the authentic original, man. It's like the the first. Michael Jordan's or something. I don't know. And I, you know, and I have one that's in mint. Like I mean, I have one that I wear. My wife wears one uh, around the house and stuff. Aww. But uh, but it's I have like I have like two or three that are just like mint can like mint condition, never never worn. So um, it's, it's it, that's actually pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> can I ask you something, uh, yeah, Joe? What you got in the background? Because I can see the tripod. Is that your phone recording a different angle? No, that is uh, the first episode of the top playing the TV show oh. playing in the background. I It didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Oh, I, okay. I was thinking it was like, oh, because I mean, I have this TV here behind me, but it's actually not plugged in right now. And you okay. only see like the top or the bottom half of it. So I was right. like, well, let me see how this looks. And I didn't have a chance to really play with the positioning of it prior to getting on here with you so okay um it was supposed to look a lot cooler than it actually does no i was just curious i was like is he is he cutting different angles for podcasting like this is new level type stuff or is he (laughs) youtubing at the same time i just want to know no but (laughs) so anyway curiosity got the best of me i had to ask and i'm sure somebody who's catching the replay um, might 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 be might be curious as to what that is Yeah, yeah you know so so i'm looking to see if there's any Anybody has comments, you know, this is the time to do it because we are live here 55 minutes talking about MathCon 5. Yes. And we, we will be wrapping up here soon. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I, I 
I, I got to play around with this this a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> Small story short. Oh good. Oh good. I was just you know I was just curious. <laughs> Let me check on my dog. Okay, he's still good. He's <laughs> like, all right, take me out for a walk in a little bit. But <laughs> he's, he's nine pounds, but thinks he's you know sixty pounds. So that's oh just, wow. Usually it's the other way like, around. Mm-hmm, you know, if somebody comes <laughs> around me, he's possessive and makes this eh, sounds it's kind of funny. Small dog syndrome. What can you say? So yeah, no, he's cool. He's cool. So yeah, so this uh, you know Mapcon go to uh, I should pull up the the yeah, banner pull on up that. that. There's banner, the banner man. with the fifty percent off boom. underneath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you will get yourself fifteen percent off your uh pl- your plus or premium ticket uh, using the promo code Mapcon five. Go to middlelandpodcast.com slash register. Bofta, it has been amazing having you on. I I don't know where the heck fifty six minutes went. I know. It was I, a lot of fun. I, I feel like it's been about 20. Um, it's It's been incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time sure. to come on the show. Before we fully wrap up, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Well, Super Joe, if anyone's looking for speaking and storytelling tips, techniques, all of that good stuff, if I may, may I share my free Absolutely. group? Absolutely, please Okay, do. so I have a free group. I, I started a course recently where you can dive into it. But anyways, that information's all in my group. It's called Speak and Influence. And I'll, I'll, I'll put the link there. I will be at MapCon 5. I'm excited to meet you. I'm going to be talking Ooh. about interviewing uh, techniques, things that you need to keep in mind when you are the person and you're the host, how to, how to be engaging like Super Joe is. Uh, and some of the other pros out there, but really just just how to deeply connect with your audience and how to tap into the story of the people you're interviewing, as as Joe's done really well tonight. So that's evidence of that. But I'll go into a lot of tips at MapCon 5. But in the meantime, you can feel free to stay connected with me uh, in my group, Speak and Influence. I'll put a link below, and I'd love to meet you. Feel free to message me if you have any questions, and I'll just you know keep it simple. That's it, really, Joe. You absolutely should. And, uh, you know, thank you for reaching out to me about speaking at at MapCon. We had a great conversation that Mm -hmm. turned into, well, you wanting to come and, and, you know, then being here, sitting next to me. Uh, Too bad you don't have like a blue wall, too. It could have been an extension (laughs) of the room. Kind of cool, yeah. Well, that's that's like a a, a TV trick, isn't it? Like literally like you're sitting like, okay, we're going to go to both now. And it's like literally... You're on the other. Yeah, like, you're you're right the there. Like the studio, <laughs> usually, unless you're uh, network, usually the studios are not as big as they as they seem. So yeah, all kinds of all kinds of camera tricks and TV that that make it fun. <laughs> so sorry, I don't have a green screen behind me. So we look. Like uh, it's all but, good. It's um, all good. But yeah, and and you know what? That's a perfect example of just you know reaching out, seeing something. I encourage anyone when you see something on Facebook. And you see an opportunity for you to speak maybe or share your message, you know, don't be shy, you know, just reach out to the organizer, make sure you have things together. You know, Joe was able to see my speaker bio and see my speaker reel and see that I was legit, you know, so you don't, you want to show up as a pro, but Hey, there's an abundance of opportunities even on Facebook. So if you're not tapping into those, uh, Matt, I think it was, was saying like, could I really speak next week? You really could. And at least on a Facebook live, right? Which is speaking, just saying. 
you know. Yeah, so. he did say in one week. And, yes. and you absolutely can. Uh, there are plenty of opportunities out there. Not all of them are paid, but those come with time. Uh, it just, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right organizations, the right people, making the right connections. Um, and, and then, you know, as, as the, the Dave Jackson always says, you know, the first question shouldn't always be, how do I make money? The first question should be, how do I get good? <laughs> you know, it just yes. like in podcasting, but in like anything. In anything. Uh, yep. How do when I you're so get good? People want you. That's yep. the thing. In anything, athletes, whoever you are, when you're so good, like they can't avoid reaching out to you. And so I think that's so true, Joe. It takes a while to get good at the craft, but if you're committed like anything else, you can do it too. Why not? It's a craft. And the other side of that coin, if you're, you know, if you want to get good, also don't be afraid to reach out to people, right? Don't, don't just think yeah. that, oh, like, oh, if I just do this good thing, Play everyone's going to come flocking yeah. to me. Play That's offense. not necessarily the case. Yeah. And, and, and what, and where does that work anyway? You know, like where in life has that worked where it's like, oh, they're all, all the clients will come, all the rain will come, all the money will come. No, it's like everyone I know who's successful worked their tail off for it or inherited it. But work their tail off of work somebody their tail did. off. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> worked their tail off. Right. Maybe a generation ago. But it's it's just the reality of it. So so stay hungry. Go for it. If anything you learn from today, you know, go to MapCon five. I can't wait to meet you guys. And I'm excited to be speaking there and, and sharing my nuggets. And there's the link right there from my man, Joe. And uh, I think we're going to call it a night, right? One Peace last thing out. I want to mention is oh, the great thing about MapCon is it all it's all in one room. Everybody's oh. in the same room. So you're going to be in the same room as both the, the whole, like the whole time she's there. It's there's yeah. no like, Oh, the, like we're in the, you know, she's in this room, but then like there's four other rooms and then there's these other areas, yeah. like everybody's in one room. So if you, have a desire to meet Bofta and, and talk about like speaking or talk about yeah. interview your interview process or something like that, but she's in the room. Like there's no like other place. Right. For her to really most be. conferences, this is unique because it's intimate. Most conferences, you know, people jet out. I will actually tell, tell promise this to anyone who goes. So anyone who goes to Mount Con five after I speak, if you have questions and I'm not able to answer it in that setting, cause it's all timed out. I will meet with you one-on-one -on -one after. Like I'll go right outside the room and talk with everyone. I don't want anyone to feel like they didn't get an opportunity and they came all the way out to Atlantic City. So that's my promise to this audience. I'm staying there. So truly, I will meet you one-on-one -on -one after, or you know, I'll wait for the line or whatever it might be. Not like saying there'll be a line, but I there don't want anyone to think, no, whatever. There will be a line. But I, I'm just saying, I don't, I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's a, like you said, that's such a good point. It's a unique and intimate setting. And if you don't get a chance to ask your question, you will at some point, cause I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll, I'll get coffee and get extra coffee and just wait. <laughs> cause clearly that's what I do. I'm like wired <laughs> at eight 30. <laughs> You know, so this is how I am, but this is just me. Okay, so um, I look forward to meeting everyone there in this unique and intimate setting, and I look forward to it. I just, you know, I think it's going to be great. It's awesome. I I appreciate that. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you, the listener, for takes hanging in there for over one hour for this episode of the Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast because there isn't enough podcast in the name. 
Bofta, thank you again so much. Listeners, thank you again. I look to be back here uh, next week around the same time with another guest from MapCon. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our our sponsor for this week's uh, episode, which is podcastingu.com. If you want to get booked on podcasts, they're the people that can help you do that. Go to podcastingu.com. That's Y-O-U.com. Everyone have a great week. Take care.